The business of operations management is difficult, particularly in large enterprises like banking, insurance, and other services companies with teams of hundreds and thousands around the globe. Now add in recent pandemic forcing the workplace to change forever. Managers and employees are under immense pressure to get work done, while also finding ways to balance performance and well-being. The complexity is building, and it can be difficult to find the answers. This podcast, AO On Air, partnered with ActiveOps, is designed to help identify areas that will help employees, managers, and senior leaders find solutions to the challenges within operations management. The future of work will take all departments, such as HR, IT, and ops, aligned along with a steady dose of innovation to succeed. We'll bring you topics, thought leadership, and simple plans to help lead your teams into the future of work. A hybrid work world that will learn from one another and truly act globally, breaking down the silos of older management models for new ways of working. Welcome to the journey. Now let's begin. Hello and welcome to AO On Air. My name is Michael Cups, and you're watching a podcast sponsored by ActiveOps. I'm really excited today. We're, we're talking with someone that has not only been as an employee, but he's been a customer out in the wild. He's actually implemented ActiveOps uh, on multiple occasions, so he's uh, he's got practical experience as well as uh, experience uh, with the software and the and and ha- what it's like on both sides of the of the fence, so to speak. So, uh, Martin Hogg, welcome. Thanks, Michael. Really happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So, how are things down in Australia? Yeah, really good. Look, we um, obviously uh, you know the last couple of years have been um, you know different but that's not uh, unusual to the rest of the world but look at the moment um doing well we're just coming um you know coming through uh as summer and um you know a few issues up north with floods but otherwise fantastic excellent well good to talk to you today and, and glad we can make this connection so you have a broad range of exp- experience both in operations with technology etc why don't we start with maybe an introduction of yourself and maybe your background a bit yeah, sure, Michael. No problems. Um, look, I've had uh, multiple uh, years of experience in the banking and finance industry, and uh, somebody actually um, said it was multiple decades the other day, which um, you know <laughs> was it was it was a little bit um, uh, sobering. But uh, yeah, thirty years experience across banking and finance industry. Look, that covers uh, retail banking, relationship banking, um, some program management in there, operations leadership is is where i really started to develop my passion for operations and uh then that extended more to operational en- enablement and um you know really delving into leader capability across a broad range of of things like um you know visual management operating rhythms um and planning and control so that's uh that's where i i got a real passion for the work that active ops do Excellent. Well, we're, we're, I know we're thrilled to have you join ActiveOps because that experience will pay dividends for our customers in the future. But why don't we start there? We'll always take a, a pretty big picture look. You just you mentioned you've been operations, you've been in banking. There's so many elements that, that cover, you know, it's people, it's work, it's time, it's customers, all of those things. But just at a, at a high level, why would a bank want to engage with ActiveOps? Yeah, look, look, operations. Um, there's so many moving parts, uh, Michael, and I, I think um, all all of them are striving to meet the the cost quality uh, service agendas that they have. I, I, I think ActiveOps is a way to actually harness the you know the resources, particularly you know the people being uh, one of the biggest variables in in that equation. So, bringing uh, bringing 
uh, to that um, element, the you know the, the the control and the stability, I think, is absolutely critical to success. Yeah, yeah. Well, well so let's let's maybe talk about it as a persona because you've been in, you've seen le- you know leadership roles down to the front line. But let's start with maybe the symptoms. If you're a if you're a, a operations leader and you have a thousand employees, what would be the symptoms in your operation where you say, "Hey, I need some help here"? What are those kind of telling signals? Yeah, so look, the, the service pressures uh, that come with that, um, you know, things are constantly getting escalated. Think, you know, you're constantly looking for data to, um, you know, find a way out. You, you're constantly um, dealing with employee engagement issues. So, you know, you, you see a, a lot of um, dissatisfaction around, uh, you know, your, your resources, I, I think, and that leads to attrition. So, you know, you're constantly trying to find answers to uh, backfill all of the investments that you've made in your people um, and start again, essentially. So it, it's um, it's never never a nice place to be. Yeah. So so okay. So if you're leadership and you're seeing attrition or you're seeing those engagement problems, what about that next level down? That manager that's that's kind of dealing with the employees on a frontline basis, but also dealing with the that SLA that you mentioned that says, "Hey, we got to meet this service level," but you know the employees are are still you know human, and we have to work with them too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, really, uh, that comes down to constant firefighting. I mean, you you're constantly dealing with. Um, you know the areas that are providing the work. You're um, you're trying to keep that balance between um, you know giving giving them some confidence that um, you can get out of it, but also um, you, you've got to try and give your employees that uh, you you can actually um, you know get get through the um, through the mire. But uh, that constant firefighting, the energy that you spend on talking about the work instead of getting the work done. Um, is is amplified significantly that's yeah that's an interesting comment i want to get back to that but and now let's go down one more layer the employee i mean what are they what are they feeling and where would you know where do they need help what's the, what's the pressures on them yeah so look the, the employee they, they they feel constantly fatigued and you know there's always these requests coming through to you know do this do that um, which which might not be their, their normal role. Um, it, it may be going outside the process to fix something. So that fatigue, burnout is uh, is something that uh, is is a constant characteristic. I think I think on the um, you know individual front, they're very anxious. So you know very unsure about what what the day is going to uh, going to unfold, and um, you know that level of anxiety. Um, you know, generally leads to a feeling that they're unsupported and uh, that, um, you know, that, that there might be a better place, which leads to the attrition. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, all right, let's play a little word association. Maybe this will work, maybe it won't, but let's take those three, uh, those three personas again and let's, let's go bottom up. So if you say before um, active ops and implementation of, of, of what could happen, an employee feels fatigued, what would they, what would they feel post-implementation or what would be different, I guess? Yeah, so they, they would feel balanced. I, I think balanced is the right word. So, you know, they, they would be getting a, a blend of, um, you know, doing the work, growing their capability and, um, you know, and actually getting, um, you know, a balance in terms of uh, home, home, home work, home-life work balance. Yeah, balance is a, that's that's good for people. Everybody wants to feel balanced. Yeah. All right, now you Indeed. said the managers were constantly firefighting. So what would be the kind of post effect of, of having a system like this? Yeah, so look, managers uh, would 
would feel controlled. So, you know, the, the environment would be um, well planned and they would have that sense of control that, you know, people are striving to meet that plan. So, you know, not so many unexpected uh, things are happening and uh, the control aspect would, um, would probably be the word that I would use for managers. Yeah, 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 that's good. And then we go back up to the leadership role. And that was, you said that they were dealing with a lot of the service level agreements, attrition, uh, you know, big, big, bigger items. But what, what happens after an implementation like yeah. that? Yeah, so after, look, I haven't, haven't necessarily got one word for this, but I, well, maybe I have. Uh, it's more strategic for them. So hmm. I, I think strategic is the right word. They've got confidence that the now is being looked after and, um, you know, they can focus, really focus on the, um, on, on the road ahead. And uh, really, instead of, you know, we say here a lot, driving the car through the rearview mirror, um, it's actually they've got a much better visibility of, of where they need to um, take the car through a forward-looking view. Excellent. Well, I actually like that, that the way it played out there because it, it, strategic and confidence – uh, control and balance. Uh, the, you know, if you think about that, that's a that's a pretty nice operational change from the firefighting and, and fatigue and all of that stuff. So great, great for that. So you you've implemented um, active ops before. Um, I'm just wondering, could you share a little bit of the experience? You don't necessarily have to go into the company, or you can whatever you feel is appropriate. But what uh, what what did you experience going? You know, maybe start to finish, or maybe outcomes. However, you want to tell the story. Yeah, so look, I, I think that one in the context of um, uh, building the, and flying the plane, Michael, I, I think, you know, the operational areas, we never get the mandate to say, okay, we're going to do this really large change and we're actually going to, um, you know, just take a break from serving customers. It, it doesn't work like that. So it's really important that, um, you know, through through these deliveries that the, the plan around the BAU or, or the existing is really well um, laid out and really well managed, and you know we know that um, we know that we, when this is done well, we can sometimes find that capacity uh, within the existing operation to really support those transformation efforts, and and that and that's what we found. Um, you know, generally we, through areas that uh, we were able to implement into, in terms of my experience, that you know you, you deliver a, a, a ten to fifteen percent capacity over you know, over a 500-seat um, operation shop, you know, you, you've suddenly got 75 um, people worth of capacity to really help with that transformation effort. So ha having that really laid out and, and having both the transformation and the, the BAU plan work together, I think is, um, is really critical. And, and we found a lot of success, um, you know, when, when we took that approach. Yeah, very good. And and you you've got a you mentioned your background earlier. You you mentioned retail banking and other areas. Is there a I mean, we've we've implemented in many many different areas, but is there one that just kind of stands out that that had I don't want to say the most problems, but the the be most benefit from getting some control and some consistency? Yeah, ab absolutely. I, I think it was those areas that um inter interestingly enough were were more um were more diverse in terms of where their people were. And I, I think really um, being able to harness uh, the ability to understand the, I guess, what I would call the capacity expectation, communicate that well and and control that well. So areas like, um, you know, 
the business and private bank, for example, uh, we, we saw, um, we also saw, you know, a, a bit of success in areas that are managing the financial crime agenda. Um, that, that was one that, um, you know, we, we were leaning into. But, you know, the traditional operations uh, of, of lending or, or home loan mortgages, lending fulfillment um, is, is probably the, the one that is, um, you know, it really is most uh, beneficial to, to, to use, this, um, use this process. Yeah, got it. Got it. That financial crime area is interesting as, as well. Uh, the um, which hopefully we'll have something new to announce there from ActiveOps soon. But um, the l- let's talk a little bit about uh, technology in operations. Um, you know, you can't pick up a newspaper, open a web page, uh, and not hear the words AI and ML, right? So uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning. What, and we, we just announced our Innovation and Insights Lab where we're doing some, some critical thinking around where those might apply to operations management. What are your, what's your take on, uh, on the opportunity ahead with new technologies like that? Yeah, look, I um, I love this. I, I think there really is um, some fantastic uh, opportunity here. So, you know, if we think about um, forecasting and, and planning, we, we think about all the work that goes into really trying to predict what what that uh, what that future is going to look like. I, I think you know, machine learning and AI is something that we can really uh, benefit from. There, um, you know, it is an area where um, at the moment, if if we look at um, if we look at our client base it's probably the area that is um the 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 most opportunity in terms of of uplift in in capability i i think the um you know the suggested actions so if we think about you know management process and and really leaning into okay what should i do now um highlighting those insights to to a leader and and really getting a um you know a view on um, you know what they've got to work with and how they should take action in terms of uh, in terms of the day to, to get the result they need. I think that's absolutely an opportunity. And finally, um, look, the skills and capability piece I think is um, it, another really really untried area that uh, you know AI and ML could uh, lean into to really understand you know, what skills do I have, um, where, where are they best. Uh, fitting and what skills do I need? So where do I need to direct my skills in in the context of future work? Yeah, that's that's interesting, and 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 you're right. There's and there's really a lot of data there to go through, and and in some cases it's good data. Some t- cases there's not enough data, but it's a uh, it's going to be an interesting play, and and looking forward to what our what our lab and other labs can kind of figure out there. Um, so, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about the past two years. I mean, everybody talks about the pandemic and they have their stories. You were, I guess you crossed over a bit. You were with a bank during the, the start of the pandemic and through kind of learning how to manage in a different way, or, or the bank was, I'm sure, you know, not just you particularly. And then you kind of moved over to, to a vendor. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you think of the world today and post-pandemic operations? What's, what's the new challenges? What are the new opportunities? Yeah, well, it's uh, look the last two years has it's seen a massive um, redefinition of, of what the working day is, and, uh, and and not only what it is, it's where it is. Um, you know, a lot of employers have, have adopted hybrid working practices, and uh, you know, really getting um, an insight on how people are working and and how they can best support those work habits is absolutely critical. And I, I think one of the things that 
um, you know, the innovations that have come out of how that uh, how that is handled now have been absolutely fantastic because, you know, I, I think early days in the pandemic, you know, we, we were all working at home and, um, you know, that would generally mean we'd sort of, you know, roll out of bed and you'd start your day at whatever time, but you'd just keep going and you were home, all that transit time sort of got got um, boiled up into into work time and, yeah. you know, that it's fair to say that led to, you know, a lot of burnout and a lot of frustration and a, a lot of people rethinking. Um, add on top of that, you know, schools wanting um, home home teaching and you know a, a lot of uh, a lot of parents with with young families were um, you know having to play that role as well so you know that that's not a role that can sort of be played after five o'clock it's um, that, that's happening you know during the day so yeah. really fitting that in and, and evolving um, you know how we manage that capacity because it is finite you know we we, we do have to try and work within the constraints of, of that working week was was really difficult early on but you know pleased to say as we've come through that you know some of the tech that has been developed has has really given a given an insight into how we can best support our people in in that regard yeah i think the other thing michael you know connectivity management in terms of how we connect to all our systems um you know that's something again that um you know that there's a much larger demand for for that type of work um, you know, some of the bigger organisations, they've just got hundreds of systems that, you know, you, you can interrelate uh, in, in so many ways. And I think now, um, you know, organisations are really looking at how to manage their data in, in just a, a, an endless way in terms of, you know, matching up the insights and, and the cross-platform uh, data that they have. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The, uh, the analogy of using a, an old paper map then to the GPS and and going back to the paper maps a little tough because it doesn't tell you how the traffic's doing and, and what what time to go yes. and all that stuff yeah so interesting Absolutely. yeah very good so well, how, how is the how's the how's the market there in uh, in Australia are, they, are people going back to work are they split are they staying home is it really truly hybrid what's what's the dynamics there yeah, so look, hybrid um, hybrid working, I feel like it's alive and well. Um, you know, talking to organisations, um, there are a lot that are going down that road and having, um, you know, having people um, talk about, you know, how, how best it would, would suit them to actually, um, you know, run their week. Um, you know, judging on the, um, and it's probably a bit of a, a false economy because we've just had the Grand Prix down here, but, you know, ju- judging by... The traffic in in the CBD here in Melbourne it, it, it seems to have um, it seems to have lifted incredibly. So you know people are definitely coming back into the office as well, yeah. uh, which um, you know I, I think that's something that you know the economy does actually need. You know that's a, a personal view. We we do have to support um, yeah. that type of uh, activity as well. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, and and I'm curious. Uh, you know the the great resignation is a thing that's talked about a lot here in the U.S. A bit in the U.K. Um, are you is are companies in Australia experiencing the same thing where people now have choice because they they can work from home and they could work for any other employer just the same way or is it is it not affecting you as much? Yeah, so you know talking to uh, talking to some of our clients, I, I don't think it is affecting um, hmm. as much. I, I feel that the um, you know the the balance in terms of how people are are working and the opportunity to actually you know um, choose their own adventure in that regard, Michael has has really helped. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I think most organisations seem open to that approach. Um, and, and if nothing else, that's probably a, a strategy to mitigate, um, you know, given that the people's working yeah. day has evolved so much over the last two years. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't want to make a broad statement here, but I think in the U.S. there tends to be less about balance, and with you guys, I think maybe a bit more focus on that 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 human side of it. But it will come to the U.S. Otherwise, people will choose to go elsewhere. Yeah. So, yes. so you're you're with ActiveOps now. You've kind of crossed the the chasm, if you will, into a software company. Any uh, any thoughts or you are you do you like it? Any new challenges? Anything you didn't expect? Oh, look, I, I love it. I mean, there's always things that you, um, you know, you don't see as a, as a, as a client. And I, I think, um, but the things that you do see, um, uh, it, it's that problems are, are very similar across the, the client base. So they're all dealing with similar issues. And I, I, I think one of the things that I really, really love about this role is I'm able to apply my expertise across a, a broad range of, of clients and industries, which um, is is it's valid and uh, you know it, it, it's good in one way that you're sort of vindicated in terms of in terms of that um, that approach. So you know you know that uh, um, you can always draw on that experience to help a client out, and I, I think that's what is really energising me at the moment because you know I, I, I do have a lot of experience and I can offer that up to assist clients with problems that I've dealt with before. Yeah, I know that's why we're excited to have you because that that true experience is hard for us to replicate, and you you've you've lived through it. So it's it's nice to nice to have you on board, and good. It's always good to talk to you. If somebody wanted to pick up a conversation with you after after watching this interview, how how best to find you? Yeah, so look, I'm on LinkedIn, um, uh, but certainly uh, my email address uh, martin.hog at activeops.com is uh, also available if anyone wants to reach out and. Um, and drop me a line. I'm more than happy um, to have a chat. Excellent. Well, we're glad that uh, you spent a, spent a bit of time with us today. And, and if others want to reach you, uh, I just want to remind everybody that can also go to activeops.com, fill out a form, contact us, and we'll put you in touch with, with Martin if you need to. Or we can also find you can also find resources like videos and white papers and data sheets and so forth at, at that site. You can also check us out with other podcasts like this one on AOTV. So we really appreciate you joining us, Martin. It was wonderful talking to you. And, and thanks so much uh, for starting your day with us as we end our day here. So thank you very much, Martin. No, absolute pleasure, Michael. Thanks for uh, thanks for connecting, and uh, yeah, have a great uh, have a great evening. Excellent, and everybody, thanks for st- tuning in, and we'll talk to you on the next one. Thank you. At ActiveOps, we call it Management Process Automation, or MPA. MPA helps managers make better decisions by providing a consistent, easy to understand view of capacity and productivity. MPA does the hard work of consolidating information, forecasting and planning, and even gives you visibility of skills and capabilities across your enterprise. Your managers can make decisions based on a complete picture of their operations and then get back to leading. As work progresses, MPA helps managers spot problems early and deal with them proactively, celebrate successes properly, and match resource to workload in real time. By making managers more effective, MPA reduces operational costs. Best of all, the right MPA tools make it possible to deliver all these benefits across global enterprises with thousands of employees. Solutions like Workwear Plus from ActiveOps, 
Workwear Plus builds on our 20 years of experience supporting service operations to give you a 360-degree view of your operations, helping you turn operations management from a guessing game into a game-changing source of efficiency and value. Employees are empowered to manage their days and weeks, feeling accomplished, confident and able to balance work and personal life. Wherever your organisation or customers live and work, ActiveOps is ready to help you deliver world-class service and employee engagement to help your company thrive. ActiveOps. See further. Know more. Move faster.